Get ready for your daily dose of encouragement and inspiration from an entrepreneur with years of experience. She is going to help you step into your personal power and believe what is possible. You're listening to The Motivation Zone with your teacher and coach, Sherry Ann Schultz. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is Sherry Schultz with The Motivation Zone. And I have a very special guest with me today whose challenges, successes, and hardships have encouraged her to inspire individuals to achieve success and live competently, healthy, and strong lives. Michelle Succo is a business owner, spirited entrepreneur, and public speaker committed to helping people of all ages and backgrounds to get back in the driver's seat and take control of their lives. She leads by example, sharing personal triumph with tried and true techniques to help others develop positive mindsets and forge their own path forward. I am so excited to have her on the Motivation Zone podcast. I believe Michelle and I have some similarities when it comes to encouraging and empowering ours. Now, with no further ado, welcome, Michelle. Hey, Sherry. I am so excited to be here. And I am so grateful you were able to join me today. And I know my audience and listeners are going to gain a wealth of wisdom and knowledge from you today. Yay! Yay, yes. Okay, so let's begin. So what types of challenges have you had to overcome to get where you are today? And, and tell my audience why and how you got started as a speaker and an author. Okay, thank you so much, Sherry. So for me, first I wanna say that everybody has challenges and they can be big ones and they can be little ones and we all have things to overcome. Don't diminish the small ones if you need to overcome those because those are important to you. Okay, so my challenges been that I survived an abusive marriage for 26 years. Um, my husband struggled with alcohol and I just felt so stuck and unappreciative, invisible, all of those things that come with being in an abusive marriage. For me, it was an emotional abuse, so there were no physical signs, so nobody really knew what I was going through. You, you struggle and you feel stuck and you don't know how to get out of it. For me, that was my absolute biggest challenge. And once I realized what my life was and what I was going through, because for me especially, I didn't know that I was in an abusive marriage. I didn't know that he was you know, emotionally draining me and make, demeaning me. And until I was out, until I, you know, reached that point where, you know what, this is not what I want for me. And this is not what I want my children to see. And when you get to that point, that's when you start to realize, wow, okay, this isn't what I want. And I need to do something about it. Oh my gosh. You know, Michelle, you are so correct because it becomes our norm. And we don't know any different. And we just go through life taking that one step at a time, not realizing how it's affecting not only you, but your kids. Absolutely. I struggled with the fact that I wasn't strong enough in the beginning to see what it was. And then you're right. It develops into this normal. And the thing that scared me the most was my son telling me that, well, I just thought that was normal. And that's what every relationship was like until I met my wife. And I realized that 
well, her family wasn't doing things like this. So maybe that wasn't normal. And it was like, wow, okay, we need to have this conversation. Yeah, it was like your aha moment. Yes, yes. So, and then um, the second part of your question, why and how did I get started as a speaker? Well, that's kind of funny because it wasn't like, I'm going to be a speaker. You know, in, in my business life, I belong to some organizations in the industry. And as I became president of the Women of the Towing and Recovery Association of America, so as president of the association, I would have to, you know, obviously run the meetings. We'd have different presentations and I was given the opportunity to speak and I just love doing it. They're like, hey, can you talk about this or would you mind talking about that? And I love doing it. And then my friends were like, hey, you really should be doing that. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But the more I did it, the more I loved it. And when that pivotal moment came in my life, I realized that I should be doing this. And this is what I should be talking about. And I love doing it. It really brings me a lot of joy. And it makes me realize that there were reasons why I went through what I went through. And it's to be here. What, what a story. And I give you kudos because it took a lot of courage to step outside your comfort zone and do something you've never done before. You know this as well as I do, Michelle. A lot of people stay in their comfort zone and they're like, no, I'm not gonna do this. They don't take action and then they complain. Like, oh, you know, they go through that, as I call it, the gerbil wheel. They keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. But, yes. <laughs> right, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> unless you take action and you step into your fears, I call it, because anybody, you talk to any business owner, any entrepreneur, there's fear, but we do it anyways, because we know it's the right thing to do. And every time you take one more step forward, it gets just a little bit easier. And then you develop a new comfort zone and then you reach again. That is marvelous. I love your story and all my listeners right now, if you're hesitant or you're not sure, I'm encouraging you right now to take that step, step into your fear, because I know Michelle probably has a lot more to share with us. And why do you think it's important, Michelle, to spread this message today? It's important to me because I've been there. I know exactly what it feels like. And you talk about that fear, that first step, it took me forever, or at least it seemed like forever, to take that first step. Like, I wanted to take that first step for a long time, but I let fear control me and make the decisions for me. And finally, when that time came, I took that first step. And I want others to know, no matter how scary it is, no matter how hard you think it is, take the first step. Because you're right, it does get easier. It's important, and I share this message because everyone has that spark inside them, and that spark is what gives you hope. So don't ever let anyone take that spark away. Protect it with everything that you have, because when that day comes and your fire ignites, you're going to be the person that you always knew you were going to be. And that's why I share that message. I don't want people to lose that spark. I was so close so close to losing that, but I didn't. And I want people to have that power and I want people to have that hope 
just when you were talking, I was getting goosebumps because you hit it right on the nail. You know, when people have fear, they lose hope because I always say you can either have fear or hope, but you can't have both. You got to put the fear on the back burner, take that step and know hope is right around the corner. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful analogy. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing that with us. Absolutely. So tell my listeners, how do you balance business and being a mom? Because I know a lot of listeners right now are saying, I can't do both. I just can't do it. So how do you do it, Michelle? Absolutely. So is there really such a thing as balance? It cracks me up. You know, I'm kind of a seasons kind of girl where I prioritize what I feel is most important in that time. So can I balance it? Sure. But you know what? When you're trying to balance everything, I feel like there's too much pressure and you get anxiety over it and you're focusing on balancing. Well, living isn't trying to balance everything. Living is being in that time and being present in that moment. And so I like to call it seasons. My children came first and then my businesses all grew from there. So I think my children were four and six at the time when we started those businesses. And so not only was I raising my children at the time, but I was also starting and growing a business at that time. Let's just take, for example, my children were in school and they had school activities. So I prioritized those things first. So when I took the kids to the school, I got everything done that I could possibly get done before three o'clock when I had to go pick them up for school or take them to different activities. And so at that season, their activities were what was most important to me. And the business kind of took a little bit of a back burner. I mean, it was still important. It was a 24 seven business on top of it. So I did have to learn to prioritize those things. But being a mom was first and foremost always in my life. I wanted my children. I gave birth to those children. They didn't ask to come into this world. I wanted to bring them into this world. And so being a mom would always come first to me. And I know even when I coach clients, and I stress this a lot, it's about taking action. I'm not telling you, you have to take an entire hour, but maybe it's just setting aside, maybe those 10 minutes, send that email, do your to-do list. You know, maybe if you want to start the business, incorporate the papers that day. It's not that you have to feel like you have to spend an entire hour because I know a lot of moms are busy between work and kids and home and, you know, the lunches and the laundry and you name it. All those little steps you take every day, those little action steps, they all add up to one big accomplishment in one year. And then you can look back and see what it is you accomplished because sometimes we look at a project, it's so overwhelming, right? We can't see beyond our nose and we're like, how is this ever going to get done? But like you say, you've got to break things down in tasks and just perform a little bit every day because you will see your rainbow. You'll get there, right, Michelle? I mean, you are a perfect illustration of that. Absolutely. I'm a huge goal setter and I'm a planner addict. So I love to schedule and I love to set goals. For me, 
I love the little goals because you're right. They add up to the big goals that you accomplish. So you take those big goals and you work backwards and you work, figure out what you need to do now that's going to help you achieve those goals. And then you set those goals up and you work hard to accomplish them. And then the other thing, right when you, you meet those little goals, we have to celebrate our victories. Absolutely we do. We burned it. That's what I always say. I know we look at A, we want to get to step B, but you work from A to B, celebrate. You know, brings me into the next question is like, what are your favorite self-care techniques? Because we need to celebrate things and take care of us too. Absolutely. I am huge on me time. I've earned that me time because, you know, when your children are small or your business is just starting out, that's where your focus is. Like me time is pretty much non-existent. At least I know it was for me. And I had to learn in order to be my best self, to be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve, like my full potential. I needed to have that me time in order to be that and in order to do that. And so me time for me can be anything like reading. I love to read. And as I get older, I find that I love it more and more because when I want to focus maybe more on business or self-growth, I'll read those types of books. Or maybe I just want to forget about everything and dive into a really good crime drama type story. And it takes me out of my headspace and I love it. So reading is huge. You're going to laugh at this one, Sherry, because sleep. I, <laughs> I love sleep. Like, I don't know how people survive on like three to four hours of sleep at night. I just can't do it. I love to sleep. I get that in whenever I can. Those little, what did they say? Power naps, huh? <laughs> yes. But for me, I love being outdoors. I love spending time with my dogs. And my absolute favorite thing to do is laying in my hammock outside, listening to the birds, just laying in the warm sun and watching my dogs run around and play with sticks. It can be as simple as that. And I know people look at that self-care time as being selfish, but it's not selfish. We have to do it for ourselves. Absolutely, we do. It makes us whole. It makes us feel like we have a purpose and that we're important and we deserve that. I always say this, if our glass is half empty, how can we fill others when we're still depleted? And how do we do that? We have to take that me time and that me time is not selfish time. That's so we can fill our glass back up so we can serve others once again. You are a hundred percent right on that. So I know we all have difficult times and why don't you give my listeners some couple pointers or some advice what it is we can do when we got to navigate through those difficult times. Yes. So for me, those difficult times, I always have to remind myself it's only temporary. Sometimes we can be so overwhelmed with what's going on and we forget that it is temporary, that we will get through this. Isn't that the truth? And even, you know, what we're going through right now, and, and I teach yoga to my seniors, and that's the very first thing I tell them. I'm like, if you look at the whole scope of your life, guys, this is only temporary. 
it's only for a short time, but I know when we're going through the storm, it seems like forever. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Yes, it is only temporary. And if we can really put that in our mindset and really just bring it down into our soul, we'll realize it's only for a short time and that light is coming. What do you do? Because I know even myself, we all do certain things to get through those tough times. What is it that you do, Michelle? I'm a huge gratitude journaler. I love gratitude journaling so much so that I created my own gratitude journal and I absolutely am so proud of that. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. So, you know, gratitude journaling for me really helps me focus on the good things. And I do it every single night because for me, night is the best time. I love to write down all the things I'm grateful for that day. And it calms me, brings me peace. And then I find that I sleep so much better that night because I'm not focusing on what I'm worried about. I'm not focusing on the negative things. I'm creating this positive, grateful mindset and it makes me feel good. I go to bed, I sleep well, and I wake up with so much more energy and recharged and I'm already in a more positive mindset. And with gratitude journaling, I've learned over the years because I've been doing it a long time because I had to, I had to train my brain to focus on the good instead of focusing on the negative because negative is so powerful. It can totally overcome the positives. And by focusing on that positives, I've found the joy in the little things. I always thought that joy came from all these big things, like you had to have all of this major happiness in your life, but you don't. It's great if you do, but I've found that I can be so much happier by being grateful for those little things that I have in my life because those little things add up to be the big things. So true. We are totally on the same wavelength because I always tell my audience, do you know that it takes the same amount of energy to think positive as it does to think negative? Why wouldn't we expect the best instead of expecting the worst? But we have that mindset that tells us, oh no, fear, I'm, I'm never going to get there. But no, change, change your mindset. Do something positive, think positive. It takes the same amount of energy. And I agree totally with you, Michelle, especially about gratitude and what we do, uh, get through those tough days. And mine is meditating. I have been meditating probably for 15 years, every single morning. First thing I do, I get up, go sit on my chair and I meditate at least 15 minutes. And then I do my yoga. I've been a yoga instructor for 15 years. And I mean, I can't live my life without it because it does bring me peace, you know, during the difficult times. And I'm human, just like everybody else. And I'll have my bad days. I know, and I'm sure Michelle, you would agree with me. We can turn it around a lot quicker because we stay mindful and we stay present and we know when it's overwhelming us. So what do I do? I'll sit on my chair and start meditating again or whatever it takes to get me grounded and stay mindful. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And so what you said about it gets easier because you practice that and you stay in that positive mindset rather than going straight to the negative because negativity is very strong. 
but you can teach your brain to be stronger and stay in that positive mindset. Once you've learned how to do it, you can get there so much faster. You can let go of that negativity so much sooner and it makes a huge difference. It was a complete game changer for me as well. Oh yeah. And, and like I tell my seniors, like I'm going to be teaching right after this podcast, I always say, let it go, let it flow. Come back <laughs> to the present. Yes. I love that. What did you say? I say, let it go and let it flow. Let it go and let it flow. I love that. And I say that to them and they know it and they always smile. So one last thought, Michelle, you would like to leave with my listeners. I would love Maybe what I started with is really what I should leave. I guess my last thought would be is that everyone has struggles. Everyone has challenges. And I want you to know that even though like I struggled with my challenges just seem so small compared to what maybe other people were going through, I would say don't compare your struggles and don't compare your challenges. You own that. That is yours. You get to say it is difficult and I don't want to be here. And you get to work on that and you get to move past that. So when you overcome that challenge, you get to be strong and you get to be confident and you get to be joyful. So own that. Own that you get to have those. They may not be as big as what other people are going through, but it doesn't matter because it's yours. Grab it, learn from it, overcome it, and take back control of your life. Wow. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. And I encourage all my listeners right now to take in all that wisdom you have just gained from Michelle today. Now, to get in touch with her, I will leave all her links below in the description. And please share this podcast with anyone who needs an inspirational breakthrough today. And thank you all for listening. And remember, it takes action to gain traction. Thank you all. And we'll talk to you very soon. Hey, guys. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Motivation Zone. I'm so excited I could hang out with you today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes, where I will bring you more amazing content each and every week. Now make it a great week.